Hello, my cubicle avoiders, open space ostracizers, corner office curtailers, home den dwellers, and coffee shop congregators. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I am not the workplace hero. It's true. I'm learning this stuff along with you. Episode by episode, we are both learning to flex our day job muscles at the same time. You can think of me as your workplace safety net. Now, before we get started on today's topic, did you know that there are show notes for all of the podcast episodes over at WorkplaceHero.me? There is, and they're quite robust ones at that. I know the majority of you are listening to this podcast while you're on a bus or in a car or at the gym or otherwise not near a pen and paper. So to take the onus off of you having to try to remember the important points and the valuable takeaways, I'm making it easy for you. The only thing you need to remember from this particular episode is the URL www.workplacehero.me slash home. Slick, eh? Okay, here we go. The other day I posted a short video on Instagram and Twitter and I asked, sitting here on a beautiful Saturday long weekend afternoon having yellow dog and thinking about what my next episode should be about. Asking for a raise, preparing for a big presentation. What do you think? Let me know. Well, a fellow on Instagram with the handle Whole Dudes wrote back, and quite quickly I might add, with a great suggestion. He said, how about the perils of working from home? How not to turn into a weird recluse who never puts his pants on? I wrote back quite quickly saying, that's a good one. I could have fun with that. Thanks. So that's exactly what we're going to cover in today's episode. The good, the bad, the awkward, and the comfort of working from home. I've been working from home on and off, mostly on, since about 2010. And I've made some terrible mistakes along the way, and I like to think I've learned from them. I've also made some advances in my setup, my workspace, the gear that I have, and my work hours over those years. Along with some help from a few articles I found over at Forbes and Inc.com, I will now endeavor to help you avoid the mistakes that I have made. Working from home is great on so many levels. Not having to commute saves money and time and can actually make you happier, as we learned in the episode over at WorkplaceHero.me commute. A plethora of free tools makes it dead simple to check in with a decentralized office or teammates that may also be working in their homes scattered all over the globe. And yes, if you want to work in sweatpants or pajamas, you certainly can. And well, I don't do it often, but I have been known to rock the old sweatshorts. But there are challenges as well. How do you keep from getting distracted by things like dirty dishes or that pile of laundry that's in the corner? How do you handle a spouse or partner or roommate who also happens to be home during the day? And how the heck do you get anything done with kids around? Now, I may not have or have found in my research all the answers, but here is a decent list that you can start with. Number one, make a to-do list. <laughs> yeah, I love to-do lists, I know. First, go over to workplacehero.me slash to-do and listen to that episode. Now, identify what needs to get done every day and make sure to do it. As long as I have a plan on how to complete the list of daily tasks that are on my personal to-do list, it doesn't matter if I get interrupted or what my actual work hours are, as long as I get those things done by the end of the day, that's all that matters. 
Number two, use the cloud. Klaus Sonnenleiter, the president and CEO of Franklin Lakes, insists that important documents need to be uploaded to a cloud storage service like Dropbox or Google Drive. This way you can log in from anywhere and never need to worry about having your files with you. And that can come in really handy for those of us who like to get out of the house occasionally and work in a coffee shop or one of those shared workspaces. There's no need to load up your computer with tons of files or to drag along an external hard drive. Number three, get dressed. I find that the most important thing for me is to keep a regular routine. And that means that I shower and I dress every single day as if I was going to an actual office. Getting dressed makes the home office feel more like a real office, and it reminds everyone, especially you, that even though you may be sitting at your kitchen table staring at your laptop, that you are actually, indeed, at work. Number four, don't let friends or family members interrupt you. As the old saying goes, boundaries are only as effective as they are enforced. Now, I've joked for years, and I talked about this on another podcast, that I'm going to get a hat, like a little baseball cap that says, I am at work, that I can put on to remind my partner that I am indeed at work, even if I happen to be standing at the window staring out at the trees. I haven't invested in said hat yet, but I do get great results from just shouting a quick, working. Now, Catherine Sims, co-founder of the company Winer & Diner, also has this advice to avoid drop-in visitors. She says, I just tell them that this is not a good time and over the weekend would be better. She also instructs them to call first and see if she's home. Then when they do, she doesn't pick up, at least during work hours. Now here's another idea from John Meyer, who's the CEO of Miramar. He advises that you hang or tape colored construction paper on your office door. Tape the red paper up when you can't be disturbed and the green paper up when it's okay to come in. Yellow paper means check first. He also adds that kids, no matter what their age, understand this message and actually kind of enjoy playing along. Added bonus. Number five, get out of the house occasionally. Even in the most awesome of home offices, we can all fall into a routine. And routine is the enemy of creativity. Changing your environment, even just for a day or a few hours, brings new types of input and stimulation, which in turn stimulates creativity and inspiration. It sounds counterintuitive, but working from a bustling coffee shop or a shared workspace can be less distracting than working from a quiet office. Being surrounded by awesome team or office mates means being interrupted for water cooler chats or work questions. Being interrupted kills productivity. But the coffee shop environment combines the benefit of anonymity with the dull buzz of exciting activity. Unlike working at home with the ever-present black hole of solitude and procrastination, a coffee shop provides the opportunity of human interaction, but on your terms. Number six, invest in creating a comfortable office. Deb McAllister Holland, a freelance marketing professional in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, says that the $5,000 she spent remodeling her home office was the best thing she ever did to increase her productivity. And I totally agree. I love my current home office. I have a sit-stand desk from Ikea that has one of those little motors that goes up and down. 
I have some awesome 1950s style robot artwork on my walls, a ton of air cleaning plants, plenty of natural light, and a lot of storage space that keeps everything neat and tidy. I love it. But I would also encourage all of you to establish a few different working locations around your house as well. One where you can stand, one where you can sit, even one where you can squat or kneel. If there's one thing that we've learned in the past 14 episodes of this podcast, it's that we need to vary our position as often as possible throughout the day. So take the time now to establish that in your work habitat so it's easy and automatic rather than a chore to relocate depending on your task. Number seven, be clear about your working hours. This was a big lesson for me. For a couple years, I never really felt like I was actually off the clock because there wasn't really a clock for me to be on. This is really not good for your nervous system. You know when your doctor refers to low-level stress? Well, this is it, and it ain't good. At first, you can even go as far as to post your hours of operation on your home office door or your laptop lid, as with any brick-and-mortar store, and stick to those hours. Indicate in your email signature, your Skype status, and your voicemail what your hours of operation are. And, again, stick to them. As tempting as it is to check your work email before bed, don't do it. Stick to your business hours. I remember back in the early 2000s when I was working for the government of Alberta, we actually couldn't check our email unless we were on the premises. I long for those days. That was so awesome. Not only did I not want to check my email, I couldn't. Ugh, glorious. Now, number eight, pretend you're not home. During those work hours, don't answer your home phone, if you still have one of those, or answer the door during your business hours, unless, of course, you're expecting a delivery. This way, you're never tempted to chat or take time off or slack off in any way. And that is a good strategy to stay focused and on task. Number nine, don't go to non-work appointments in the middle of the day. Now, I've heard some people say that they try to make doctors or dentist appointments just as they were if they were working in a company office, you know, first thing in the morning or last thing in the day, to minimize disruptions to their work. Now, personally... I think that this is one of the perks of working from home. I can do stuff when the lineups are shorter, the waiting rooms are empty, and the streets are less crowded. Now I'll leave this one up to you guys to decide which is best for you, but personally, going to a matinee on a Wednesday afternoon is one of the reasons that I dig being a freelance work-from-home contract monkey. Number 10. Get some in-person time with your coworkers. For about 18 months, I worked full-time for a distributed company, and by distributed, I mean that we had no office to go to, even if we wanted to go to it. We kept in touch via email and a conferencing software called Zoom. We had retreats and a conference once a year, but aside from that, we never saw each other face-to-face, -face, and that really took a toll on both our camaraderie and our communication. Now, I don't work full-time for that company anymore, but I heard the other day that they've gotten themselves some primo office space and are now encouraging team members to start using it, and I think this is a great move. In-person meetings are important, at least now and then. Number 11. Use video conferencing whenever possible. 
Like I just said, while it's ideal if you can occasionally meet in person with your coworkers, sometimes it's not possible because teams are separated by geography. And in that case, video chatting is the next best thing. There are tons of versions of the software out there and many of them are free to use. I like using a software called Zoom or Skype and a lot of people use Google Hangouts as well. Just choose a platform that works best for you and your team and encourage everyone, and this is key, to turn on their camera, no matter what state their hair may be in. It's important to see each other's face. Number 12, enjoy your flexibility. Just like my affinity for Wednesday afternoon matinees, if you find your focus is wavering, you can always just take a break and go for a bike ride or a long walk or even throw in the towel and quit working for the rest of the day. According to Patty Hill, founder and managing director of Penman PR, she says, Because my work schedule can be as flexible as I need it to be, sometimes it's important to just walk away. It's amazing what a cool dip on a hot day can do for helping boost your creative juices. Number 13, and this is a tricky one, stay out of the kitchen. And this is a dirty little secret of the newbie telecommuters, but it can be just like the freshman 15 all over again. I shudder at the thought of how many times I opened the fridge in that first year that I was working from home. You know, like many things on this list that I've mentioned so far, this takes discipline, but it's important and worthwhile. Sticking to a meal schedule is as important as sticking to a work schedule. Go for a walk or do some stretching when you feel you need to procrastinate, rather than grabbing a snack. The movement will help boost your mood and creativity, where snacking will just make you feel sleepy and perhaps even cause a shame spiral, depending on what you snacked on. And, well, none of us want that. Number 14, buy a noise-canceling headset with a mute button. The last thing you want is to be in an online meeting and have the doorbell ring or police sirens blaring in the background. You want people to think that you run a tight ship and have all the necessary resources at your fingertips. This is especially critical when you're an entrepreneur talking to someone at a larger organization. People can't really visualize your home, but they can certainly visualize an office, and that is exactly what you want them to see in here. This can also be an issue when you're taking a call or a meeting when you're working at a coffee shop. As much as you like to give the air of being the creative type who can work from anywhere, it's often more important to give the air of a professional who takes their work seriously. Using a good set of headphones and learning how to toggle that mute button efficiently can go a long way. Number 15. Check in with coworkers and the boss several times a day. A few years ago, I worked for a small company that let me telecommute a few times a week. Because I wanted everyone in the office to know that I was really working and not napping, which honestly I sometimes did, I made a point of emailing and calling coworkers, and especially my boss, a few times a day. And actually, come to think of it, they called and emailed me more often on those days as well. Hmm, interesting. Number 16, set aside a specific place exclusively for work. This is a double win. You'll be able to deduct it from your taxes, and as we've already talked about, it will help you psychologically. As Richard Eisenberg wrote in his book Secrets of Claiming a Home Office Deduction, 
Although an estimated 26 million Americans have home offices, only 3.4 million taxpayers claimed their home office deductions. Eisenberg notes that many people with home offices skip the tax breaks because they're worried the write-offs will spark a tax audit. And, well, this is really not the case. So, don't be a chump. Make an office and write that sucker off. Number 18. Accept that your rise to the top might be thwarted or do something to fight back. I feel like this is changing nowadays, but some employers still think that you can't really manage others when you work from home. I think they're probably right on some levels, because being a boss really means face-to-face -face time, but even getting promoted often gets tied up in the out-of-sight, out-of-mind factor. To combat that, I suggest you make a diligent effort to show up on a regular basis for meetings and other office gatherings. If you make a big enough splash on those rare occasions, it'll be a lot harder for you to be out of mind, even if you are out of sight. Number 19. Force yourself to be an extrovert. Just like we talked about in the last one, working remotely can prevent you from building workspace relationships and chances to meet new people in the office. Those things rarely happen when you work from home. This is a bit of an intangible loss, but again, push yourself to get out of the house and squeeze in a lunch or a coffee with colleagues, a friend, or your boss. Now, I found, as far as being more social, joining a running club and teaching some evening swim classes greatly reduced the chances of me becoming some weird hermit that never spoke out loud to anyone other than the cat. Hmm. And finally, number 19. Take an aggressive stance on taxes and retirement savings. When you work for yourself, this is essential since you don't have an employer's plan to automatically set funds aside for you. Get some good financial advice, probably not from me or probably not from this podcast, and follow it. I have been stunned at the end of the year with a crippling tax bill, well, more than once. Now I plan ahead. I encourage you to skip the part where you get stunned and get right to the part where you plan ahead and have it under control. Okay, now that I've brought up taxes, it's probably time to bring up your homework. This week, feel free to choose any of the items on the list that we just went through and implement it right away. Whichever one rings the most bells for you, I guess. But in my experience, the biggest challenge and hurdle for most people who work from home is sticking to a schedule. So your homework is to write down your office hours and post them somewhere and stick to them rigidly for the next five days. It's okay if you need to adjust them based on your workload, but treat them the same way you would if you had a real office job. And don't be that lone person sitting in their cubicle when the janitorial staff comes in. Trust me, nobody likes that person. Not even the janitor. Do you have any tips for your fellow workplace heroes? If so, head over to workplacehero.me home and leave them in the comments section. I gotta be honest, it's a little lonely over there right now, so let's see if we can brighten it up a little bit. That's workplacehero.me home. From my experience, to work from home on a regular basis, you must be well-organized, have time management skills, and be a self-starter. Not everyone is hardwired that way, and it's important to be honest with yourself before you take the leap to working from home. 
And even if you are hardwired that way, well, you may still need to make rules, exert some discipline, and for goodness sakes, put on some pants. Workplace Hero is researched, written, narrated, and recorded by me, Brock Armstrong, in gorgeous Vancouver, BC. Podcast logo by Ken Cunningham, and music by my old band, The Irregular Heartbeats. Today's heroic idea came from Instagram follower, Whole Dudes, with extra inspiration from Inc. and Forbes.com. Show notes for this podcast can be found at workplacehero.me home. Now, go make this week count.